yes, you are listening to Law and Gospel on this Rumination Thursday, June the 14th, in the year of our Lord, 2018. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. And uh, one little note before we introduce our guest. We are going to be talking about a subject that may not be appropriate for children's ears. So if you have any children, maybe either turn it down or send them out of the room, or you can listen to the archive of this program we're coming up. But we'll talk about it in a moment as we introduce, of course, our good friend, Wes Reimnitz. How you doing, Wes? I'm doing fine. I'm glad to see we're still friends. Why? Why did you think we weren't friends? <laughs> you said good friend. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a good friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what we're going to be talking about is something that I have been on for a little while. I just can't imagine how people cannot understand that God not only has put into place natural laws such as gravity, etc., that we cannot overcome. You try and jump out of a third-story window, you're not going to fly. You're going to fall to the ground. But he also puts in place consequences of when we sin against him. And just before we start, I want to share with you, it just so happened last night... I enjoy watching some of the National Geographic items when, when they're dealing with facts, not so much with science. But anyway, they were taking a look at the uh, island of Puerto Rico and right. how many people are on drugs there because the cartels are using Puerto Rico as the means by which to get the drugs to the United States. And they were saying that there are hundreds and hundreds of homeless and people in the streets. They were interviewing them. Many of them were very sick with gaping wounds in their body because of the drugs they were taking. And I learned quite a bit. You know, heroin and cocaine were the main drugs, but they now have a new one, a xylazine, which, you know what it's used for? It's used to put uh, horses to sleep when a oh. dentist has to work on their teeth. Oh, my gosh. And what happens, they were, they were showing people walking down uh, the street between cars, and they would go in and out of consciousness. And, of course, there was a lot of crime there, a lot of murders. And then there were three other drugs that I hadn't heard of, Fantanly, and then, of course, I have heard of ecstasy and Molly. But don't tell me that when you go against the will of God that there are not horrible consequences in your life. And when we talk about going against the will of God, what we're saying is when you're doing something as an abomination. And in that area, I would not only put drugs and uh, alcohol when people become inebriated, but I would also put, of course, uh, abortion, uh, homosexuality, gay marriage, and, and these kinds of things. And that's what we want to talk a little bit about today. But I had asked you to do a little study. Did you find anything in the Bible where God does take negative action when people do an abomination against his will? <laughs> yeah, when you asked me to do that, you know, I stopped after about five or six. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's that so, obvious in the Bible. 
very odd. Well, it starts out in Genesis, you know, with Adam and Eve. What happened when they sinned, when they thought they wanted to be like God? That's they, a critical point you just made, that what happens is you're always breaking the first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me, and you think that you can do morality the way you want, and you're saying that when that happens, God does often bring in negative consequences. What were the negative consequences for Adam and Eve? Well, they were kicked out of the garden in thorns and thistles when they went farming. Exactly. Any other items? Well... Uh, of course, there's always Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes, where the words there are used about some of the kinds of things that happen as an abomination before Almighty God. And it's kind of interesting that what had happened, the, the Bible says they were now doing things that they once thought were wrong, and they were doing wrong that they now thought was right. Right. In, in their own minds, they thought they were right, yes. Exactly. And God didn't fool around with that. Then then you got, of course, Noah's flood. Right, right. And how serious were the consequences of sin there that only eight people survived the, the flood? Exactly. Uh, how, by the way, how many people do you think were on the earth about the time of the flood? I would just be guessing. I, if you read uh, Ray Winkle's book about the flood. A uh, professor from Concordia Seminary, St. Louis, right. who died. Yeah. I believe if you use some of his mathematics, he's saying over, well over a billion people. Really? That yeah, many? It was, it was pretty substantial. Well, even after that, look how many times that God had to put into place the people of Israel going through the wilderness. Hmm. You know, they go up, he, uh, Moses up on the mountain getting the commandments. What are they doing down below? They're making a golden idol. He have calf. And what happens to them? The earth opens up and swallows them. This is another point I want to make during this time is that the consequences of your sin are not only because you're doing sin, but God imposes consequences in these areas. Right. Well, before we leave Sodom and Gomorrah, what happened to Lot's wife? She turned around and what? All she did was look back and was told not to and became a pillar of? Salt. Yes. Yes. I, I don't see God fooling around with sin at all. Uh, here's a, a kind of a bakerism I always like talking about. And when you first say it, people just get astonished. But there is no forgiveness in the natural world mm. the, the forgiveness is only in the spiritual world after death for example if i am a uh inebriated driver and i kill someone in an accident the judge isn't going to forgive me he doesn't have the right to forgive me through repentance god will forgive me and i will not pay any penalty in eternal life Right, and sometimes what happens when they're incarcerated, they hang themselves out of remorse, and that's all the law is going to do. By the way, isn't that one of the reasons why people commit suicide is because they're estranged, they're lonely, uh, they're not around people? Right, depression. 
Yeah, what happens to prisoners who are really evil? They put them in solitary confinement. confinement. And, and I was looking at another program that was on showing that many of them end up trying to commit suicide because they just can't stand it. Uh, no, it, it's, it's a, a severe problem. And, you know, the only way out, of course, is through, through the gospel. But uh, uh, as it is, you want some more of the, the Bible here? Yes. Here's an interesting one. How about David when he sinned? Oh, boy. The prophet came and, came and talked to him. Yep, Nathan came, and uh, David says, I have sinned against the Lord, and the prophet said, still the baby that is coming between you and Bathsheba, guess what? Will die. It will die. Yeah, that's a real negative. Yes, yes. You know, we're living in a society where, I'll tell you, uh, immorality just isn't even hardly frowned upon in many areas. Uh, you won't believe what I heard yesterday. Who just got married at uh, Buckingham Palace or in England? Well, Harry and, uh, oh, I forget her name. Yes. <laughs> I think a lot of people will forget her name. She just announced that she has twins. Oh, okay. Now, isn't that, that something quick. within two weeks having been married, you're already pregnant with twins? And I had heard the rumor that they were sleeping together ahead of time, and I just didn't believe it. Because this guy is, you know, royalty. Uh, what does Queen Elizabeth think of this? Who knows? But well, you, know what, you know what happened to his dad, don't you? Yes. Him and, and, his, and Carmilla had to go through a service of reconciliation years ago i remember watching that on tv well i couldn't understand why people were so infatuated with princess diane when she was cheating on him while they were still married in fact that's how she died yeah when she was with this other guy um yeah. and see our, our young people see this and they now know of people who are living together outside of marriage and it's not affecting them. And the church really needs to start speaking. And one of the ways to do that is to show that there are really terrible consequences when we go against the will of God. Yeah. You know, in marriage couples, I always went through a service of confession and absolution. I didn't dig into their past, but I just said, I think it's wise that we go through this. Yes, absolutely. What what God is thinking about this is I had sent you an uh, an article about a well a, a a man who has decided he wants to be a woman, and she was complaining about that she has been uh, sexually attacked when she tried to become a woman. Now it's impossible for anybody who's male to become a woman, but it, it's really a psychological problem. But the whole article was talking about that the problems that so many of these people have is because what? They are being discriminated against. Well, you know, I found it interesting in reading it, you know, as I read through it. I, but I was reading it from the, from the mindset of a heterosexual, and I'm going, wait a minute, this is gays against gays, les against les. It, it, it's a real problem that they're having in in uh, sexual assault. And I don't know how they don't understand this, 
Because you cannot be a homosexual and believe God's word. And no. therefore, you're already of a mindset that you're like Adam and Eve in the garden. You're going to do your own thing. And once evolution kicks in, namely survival of the fittest, why are we surprised that there is so much damage and violence in the homosexual community and a high level of suicide? Yeah, and I think uh, which which also getting at is morality is in your own mind's eye, so it's whatever you want to do with it. Well, now that's good. That's a good way of saying it. That perspective of, is everything. The gay community thinks they're being discriminated against, but the Christian community is actually never going to stop from being intolerant towards this action any more than we're being tolerant towards abortion. The, the murder of a child, the Christian church will never be tolerant towards, and gay marriage, true Christians will never be tolerant of that either. Yeah. See, they talk about discrimination. They don't quite get to that level where they're talking about how the Christian's against it. They're talking about the sexual assault that's going on inside their community. Well, one of the statements that this uh, uh, transgendered uh, male said, to combat sexual assault, states must have comprehensive anti-discrimination protections for LGBTQ and I had on P people. Um, because I, I put pedophiles in with this, uh, this group exactly. Well, guess what? They're going to try and get states to make laws. And they already tried it with the baker saying he can't discriminate and not participate in a gay wedding. Well, guess what? The Supreme Court said, yes, he can. Right. And there they, they tried to get him into a mindset where he agreed that it was okay to be married same sex. And he was saying no. Exactly. Um, in fact, wasn't it Sessions or somebody in the uh, Trump administration who says that they're really going to start looking at how churches are being discriminated against because of their beliefs, and they're no longer going to permit that to occur? Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yep, it was on last night's news, and it's about time because... There's no way that I, as a Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod pastor, will ever be forced to uh, participate in a gay wedding. Which kind of brings us up to the fact that in every worship treat service, we treat everybody alike. Yes. We start out with the confession of sins. We all confess that we are sinners. You see, what they're trying to do is uh, talk about uh, being black is the same as being homosexual. Being black is... Not a sin. And therefore, any Christian who is against blacks because they're black, that's a form of racism. And the church needs to speak out against that. Oh, yeah. But we are not going to stop speaking out against gay people because it's an abomination before Almighty God. And what, who are we protecting? Who are we defending when we... Uh, speak out against that kind of behavior. We're protecting Even our children. Our children. But in a sense, which they don't see, we're protecting them as well. It's an act of love to indicate to a person that if they continue in a certain lifestyle, there's a possibility they would not be saved. They would be going to hell. And right. for us to be quiet 
when we see this, they're going to see it as discrimination. Jesus, therefore, discriminated horribly. He, he referred to Pharisees as the walking dead. He referred to Pharisees as their father was uh, the devil, a liar. Uh, he referred to Peter saying, get thee behind me, Satan. Jesus discriminated, but he did so on the basis of the word of God. God. And he got crucified for it. That's right. And yet, on the other hand, when you go to, say, Matthew 11, he says, anybody that's got a burden, come to him. He'll, he'll help them. That's right. We need to reach out. Uh, for example, did you ever have a rule in any of your congregations that certain people were not permitted to come into worship? <laughs> we welcomed them all. That's right. But when it came to the Lord's Supper, then there was a cutoff. Yeah. It's those that were instructed and, and believe in the true body and blood of Christ and confess as we confess. Exactly, because if they did not, they would be taken into, according to 1 Corinthians 11, uh, sickness and even death. Right, to the judgment. There's, there's no difference between a homosexual in his sinful condition and me. It's just that I have a different set of sins, and the only thing that God is looking for is repentance. Repentance. Which kind of brings me back to, you know, the suicide things and the consequences of the sins that you talked about. Yes. There's one that we haven't discussed. And? Peter and Judas. You know, Peter denies Christ three times and goes out and weeps better, bitterly. We see in Matthew 26. But uh, Judas goes out and has a change of mind. He regrets what he's done and goes, uh, goes back and talks to the priest. And notice that there's not only a temporal uh, um, consequence to Judas, but an eternal one, as Jesus says, it would have been better had that man never been born. Born, yeah. Jesus never would have said that about somebody who was going to heaven. No. And, and uh, you really, I like the uh, Lutheran Study Bible. It brings, it brings it out so clearly that he changed his mind and brought back the money. He didn't repent. He had a regret, a remorse, but he didn't repent. Yeah, the uh, King James even uses the word repent, but it's not the metanoia, the Greek word for proper repentance. It's like uh, guys in jail for robbing a bank, and you say, are you sorry you robbed the bank? Well, yeah, I'm in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hadn't been arrested, would you be sorry? Oh, no, no, I would have the money, and we'd be having a good time. <laughs> yeah. And the difference is, Peter has a contrition, a sorrow, a repentance for, for what he had done. And he's given, he's given that forgiveness of sins. You know, you know, it's faith that grabs hold of that forgiveness of sins. Yeah, the, um, one of the statements that I found in this article was it said, while this uh, gay community is of increasing visibility and acceptance during Pride Month, it is a population that continues to face discrimination that makes it more vulnerable to sexual violence and, and other things. No, they're not facing discrimination any more than Jesus was doing discrimination when he spoke according to the will of God. If Christians don't love homosexuals, then we will not be discriminating uh, uh, against them and just let them die in their unbelief 
uh, imagine if there was somebody in your congregation who was a member and was unrepentant toward homosexuality. What's the right that we have that we would use? Excommunication. Exactly. And people who think excommunication is a discrimination thing against certain people, they're dead wrong. No, it's a loving thing to bring a person back into the church. And I've seen congregations up there that have protected homosexuals because they were repentant and non-practicing, and they were very welcomed in their parishes. Yes, yes. Yes, um, I've had some uh, relationships with uh, such individuals who have confessed their sin, repented of their sin. They still have desires, which is sinful, uh, but they don't often uh, fall into the temptation. But this is where Christianity has an antidote to the problems that homosexuals are going to be having more and more. And it's not going to surprise me at all that the rate of suicide is going to be going up. Because there's no way that, from their point of view, Christians will not be discriminating against them. Right. And, and the reminder is, is the way out is towards, towards Jesus. Yes. If you take a look at every one of the reasons for suicide, the only one that isn't uh, a way out through Jesus is there are some medicines that people take and they kind of right. lose their mind and then do something that causes them to die. In that case, a pastor would still give them a Christian burial because it isn't a sinful motivation uh, behind their suicide. It was something they were incapable of of, uh, handling. Oh, right. I think that, yes, people get into their various forms of, of illnesses, cancer, ALS, Parkinson's, you name it out there. And the medications that they take can 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 leave them, which is important for us to always say to our listeners: make sure that if you know somebody is under medication, that uh, you know the signs of it. Family spends spends time studying those things. Exactly. Yeah, the church has to become stronger in its position on morality, and one of the areas I think is pastors need to stop marrying people who have been living together ahead of time. Yep. Now, if they repent of having done that, then I would marry them. Yeah. But if they think it's okay, that's how they're going to train their children. Yep. Well, I I know of instances that I ran across that uh, I always talk to them about how can you expect to get God's blessing if you're caught in if you're caught in saying something is a sin that he calls a sin, is that need of of confession and absolution? Well, I know of a couple just to show you how the consequences of God works. Where they were living together and the husband died, and guess what? The mm-hmm. woman who was living with him had no rights to his property, inheritance, or anything, and she was left out all alone. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And this is going to happen more and more because God will not fool around with this abominations before his word. And if anybody can't read Genesis 1 and figure that out, or like you said, the other passages, boy, uh, they, they really need to start understanding the Bible more accurately. 
Right. I, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Well said about Genesis 1. It's really back to a first commandment issue. Who's God in our life? Yeah. And uh, remember how the devil said to Eve, um, he doesn't want you eating that because you will become like God. Yeah. That's the only thing she heard. <laughs> and that's what every person who commits an abomination, including you and me, when we do that, we're pretending we're God. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to flee to the cross, seek out God's forgiveness, and be sure that we have it with a repentant heart. Right. When we do that confession of sins, we hear the pastor say, in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. Excellent. Well, thanks again for doing some great homework on this. And we'll be kind of continuing these subjects as we move on, Law and Gospel, throughout the weeks. But I'm Tom Baker, and this was Wes Reimnitz. And um, next week, you'll be here? Yo, looking forward to it. All right. Thanks so very much. Tomorrow is Open Mic Friday, which gives you an opportunity to ask me any questions, maybe about what we've been talking about today or this week. Don't hesitate to do so by calling us. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 930 on Worldwide KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.